0: The American Theatre Wing and the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts
1: bring you the American Theatre Wing's Guide to Careers in the Theatre. This session, the Production Stage Manager. Hi,
0: I'm Ted Chapin, member of the board of the American Theatre Wing. We're here to discuss the roles and rules of the Production Stage Manager, and I'm honored to have with me today one of Broadway's top Production Stage Managers, Mr. Alan Hall. Thank Welcome you, Ted. Alan
1: nice to meet you again <laughs> yes indeed
0: <laughs> i thought it'd be fun to, to start um recently when or a few years ago when uh, ronald reagan was running for the presidency a friend of mine an actor said that he thought that the country perhaps instead of having an actor running it needed a very good production stage manager so i guess my first question is do you want to run the country
1: don't particularly <laughs> want to run the country but uh, it's funny backstage is like a little country all on its own and the stage manager uh, is basically not, not like the president elected democratically. It's more of a benevolent dictatorship, I always <laughs> feel, backstage.
0: I think that's, uh, that, that's a good way to, to start. I thought we would start by saying that whatever show we're talking about, the quintessential show, has now opened on Broadway, and it is playing eight performances a week. And uh, I've been told that once the, anything behind the proscenium arch is your territory. So in your benevolent uh, (laughs) ruler here, um,
1: what does that mean? Are you at your desk? Um, Strangely enough, uh, the show, most shows, especially on Broadway, require a team of stage managers. And the production stage manager has his assistants. And basically it boils down to the production stage manager is uh, in control of everything and responsible for everybody the actors, the crew, and the musicians, if it's a musical, backstage during a show. And it can get up to 110, 120 people if you've got a really big musical. Uh, On Sweeney Todd, we had 115, I think it was, backstage. And when you have that many people in that close a confine backstage in dressing rooms and on stage and in the pit and all that... A lot of the stage manager's time is taken up with keeping the peace, being benevolent to everybody, making sure that everybody's calm and collected. The assistant stage managers run the show physically, call the cues, deal with the props, deal with the entrances and exits on the stage. The main thing a stage manager is responsible for is getting the number of actors on the stage every night doing the show. The same way the director directed it when he left ju- just after opening night. Uh, you are responsible for having them all check in, making sure they're there, establishing a policy about how, uh, if they're late, how late they can be before you decide, I'm going to put the understudy on for you. Because at half hour, which is uh, half an hour before the show starts, the actors who are there really deserve to know who they're going to be acting with. So if somebody turns up after half hour, they'd better have a really good reason why you let them go on stage, or else if you put the understudy on. And uh, one of my rules is if the understudy's been told they're going on, they go on, no matter what time the person turns up. Yeah. And you... Usually in the afternoon, we'll get phone calls from people who are not well or have been injured in previous, a previous performance saying they won't be able to turn up tonight. And so you uh, call the understudy. You may call the understudy in for a rehearsal if they do a particularly dangerous thing on the set.
0: So is it your responsibility to make the decision that the understudy will go on, or do you have to consult with others?
1: Uh, The stage manager makes that decision and then tells the company manager and the general manager that this is what is going to happen. Uh, It's our responsibility to make sure the show is a whole every night.
0: Now the company manager, Uh, what is the difference between a company manager and a general manager, and what's your relationship as a production stage manager with those two? Different
1: people. The production stage manager is hired by the general manager, who is working for the producer. The general manager is responsible for the monetary side of the uh, production and for dealing with the audience. The company manager is his hands-on person who comes to the theater every day and deals with box office, tickets, uh, a- any... Uh, payroll problems that the actors or musicians or stagehands have. He deals with money, I deal with the people. That's basically one of the differences. Of course, he deals with the people because they all want money. They all right. want paying on Thursday.
0: And they get their checks from him yes, or her. He,
1: yes. yes, stage managers do not give out payroll. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's very good. One thing that's not your not that. responsibility. Not our responsibility. Um,
0: the The stage manager 's desk is is a, a sort of a shrine to a certain a certain way and it, if i if I recall my days it it's, it sits stage right the, the the number one or used to sit stage or can sit stage right if the set allows
1: It can sit stage left as okay. well i mean you' put the stage manager 's desk where it is m- most convenient, most out of the way of the action of the piece, but also the best view that you can get and a lot of theaters. Uh, not on Broadway, but around the country, have the stage managers out front, where you get a really good look at what the show is like every night, and you can watch it and keep track of whether the actors are doing it right or not. From backstage, it's very hard. So we've gotten into the theater now, uh, closed-circuit television. We have a television camera on the balcony rail that watches the performance, and the stage manager can watch a monitor backstage and see what the show is doing at that point. But th- there is
0: in every large show, is there not at least one stage manager stage left and one stage manager stage right? Yes, Yeah. And they are the y- traffic cops. If yes, essentially,
1: yes, yes. And the, the desk uh, is the controlling factor for actually running the show and has cueing systems on it where you can talk to every stagehand who is doing a cue, or you can communicate with them by colored lights. The system being you turn the light on and he goes, oh, I have a cue coming up, gets hold of whatever he's going to do, the light goes out, he does the cue. Uh, That's That's usually done with scenery, movement, and that sort of thing. Talking to the people is more done for sound and for lights. The light cues are always done by verbal communication because there's usually so many of them that just flashing a light on and off, you'd get awfully confused as, was that the 23rd light or the 24th light? Whereas by speaking the... the like cues, you can make it much more apparent.
0: But also, um, whenever there's a problem, um, during the running of, of a show, the, the production stage manager or the first assistant, whoever, there is one person who is in charge during the running of any performance. Correct. And that's you or your assistant.
1: Right. And if my assistant was running the show and there was a problem technically with the show, I would expect the assistant to solve the problem and get out of the difficulty and go on with the show. Right. I wouldn't come tearing backstage. I Usually, if my assistant is running the show, I'm out front watching the show, uh, noting the show as it's termed, and making notes of things where I see perhaps a light has fallen, it is no longer lighting the actor it's supposed to light, or perhaps that the actor has moved and is in the wrong place uh, because the light hasn't moved with him, and therefore you have to get the actor to move back into the light. Because it's always better for the actors to be in light, because that way the audience can (laughs) see what they're talking about.
0: And they can hear them better if they can see them. They can hear them better if they can see them. Absolutely.
1: There's also, you know with the best of good intentions, even the best actors in the world start to improve the performance the minute the director is out of the theater. And I always think of notes as being taking the improvements out. That's a very good thing. Let me, let me take you up on that, that notion. You are all, in addition
0: to being the technical guru of backstage, you are the director's surrogate when a show runs, but also, to go right back to the very beginning, you haven't necessarily been hired by the director, you've been hired by the producer, but you certainly uh, you have a relationship with the director or somebody has said you two would get along. And th- So the director has a great deal of say about who you are, right, and th- th- that you are hired for the job.
1: Yes, that is correct. Um, and there are also certain directors who have favorite stage managers who, if they can, they will t- persuade the general manager that this is the person who should be hired for the show. But I've always felt that a stage manager, when you first meet with a director to get on a production, the first thing you've got to do is forget about your own personality. The most important thing for any show is the show itself. The director is going to create this show. What you are is of minor importance. What you are is the person who runs the show. Your emotions shouldn't get into it. And I find that uh, I've always referred to myself as being a reflective person. I reflect what the director wants. The director wants... Some directors want you to be there with them and help them to be the assistant director. There are other directors who don't want you to come near the directing. That's what they do. But they want your help in every other area. So you suppress your directing tendencies for that director, and you let That's him go along. Mm. Well, you bring up your directing tendencies for the other kind of director. I've worked a number of times with Trevor Nunn. Trevor doesn't want help from a stage manager directing. He figures he can direct better <laughs> on his own. <laughs> and so you listen to every word he says, you write it all down, or you remember it. I used to remember it. I now write it all down. Uh, and you let him get on with the job of directing he 's very good at it he 's had years of experience and that's, you can learn from him by listening to him
0: in, in, in the case of somebody like like trevor where, where he and i don 't want you to be too modest about your, your role i think it 's very important. Uh, um, that if, you're, if he doesn't want you to be that much of a, of, of a right hand on a directing standpoint, does he have somebody else who is that, or does he want to do it all on his own? And is he actually relying on you without really relying on
1: you? It depends. Uh, frequently on, um, like, his major musicals, he will have an assist, as assistant director. Uh, when he's doing a play, it's his assistant becomes more of a person who organizes his life. I see. uh, Which actually takes a lot of strain off the stage manager, because if you don't have that person there, you then start find yourself being drawn into dealing with publicity arrangements for people. And this day and age, the directors do a lot of publicity for the shows by being interviewed by the papers, going on television and that sort of thing which all the actors are doing while we're in rehearsal as well. Um, But while the stage manager will deal with the actor, if you have to deal with the director as well, it's more and more being piled upon you. It's much nicer if they have an assistant who's like a personal assistant to them. Mm -hmm. And Trevor tends to have a personal assistant when uh, he's working, and he gets on, therefore he can channel all his interests into directing the show. Mm
0: -hmm. So if, 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 for argument's sake, Trevor has called and says, Alan, it's a new show, here's what the show is, um, what do you then do? I mean, obviously, he gives you the script, or he... he
1: we get the script, uh, and we also... It, it depends at what stage this is. Sometimes a stage manager will be involved in the casting of a show, i.e., you'll go to the auditions, you sit there, you have a voice... Uh, do you plan the auditions, or does that... No, th- that's done by a casting director. In the old days, in the 60s, the stage managers used to do that too. You would set up the auditions and uh, you would be there for them and you would handle them. But now they're all dealt with by casting directors and it's a much better scheme of things because they, that's all they do and therefore they have a much wider range of influence, a much wider range of knowledge of the, what available talent there is to act in the plays or the musicals. Uh, after the, When I basically start uh, putting together, before we start, a cast list, contact sheets of where all these people live who are on the cast and in who the crew are going to be, all of whom are hired by the general manager, and he then tells you who they're going to be. The general manager and the company manager do all the contracting of the actors mm-hmm. before the show. They also contract some stagehands who are particularly enough called the contract uh, (laughs) stagehands, as opposed to the local one stagehands who are local to the city you're in. Um,
0: Do you do a production schedule? Is that your responsibility? In
1: conjunction with the general manager because they decide what the performance schedule is going to be. The stage manager has no control over the performance schedule at all. It's all cut and dried. It's done particularly to try and achieve the best return at the box office. Then taking from your first performance backwards, from opening night, sorry, backwards, how many previews are they going to allow you to have? Previews sometimes are done at low, uh, lower ticket prices, and therefore they try not to do too many of them. Right. Depending when the first uh, preview is, you now work backwards. Seven days before that, you go into... Uh, this is Broadway purely, right. purely I'm talking right. about. You, seven days before your first preview, you go into 10 out of 12s, where you rehearse the actors from 1 in the afternoon till midnight, and the stagehands all work in the morning, fixing things that were wrong the previous day. Backing up from that how many weeks is the general manager willing to pay for the actors to rehearse? So from preview back to first rehearsal might be six weeks, the last week of which would be these 10 out of 12s. The general manager will book the rehearsal space and tell you what the rehearsal space is, but you have to tell him how much space you need. Right. Uh, So it's a combination of things.
0: But you, you, you you are, in Tony Walton's word, the nucleus of the organization. So you're the one... Who is, who is sort of organizing all, that everything is coordinated, even the rehearsal room and getting the production schedule and getting it all coordinated.
1: And getting the coffee and the tea set up for the uh, right. rehearsals and all that sort of right. thing. Right. You're a coordinator more than anything at this point, right. because you're bringing all these diverse people together, and many of them have never met each other. I mean, That's an actor an auditions for the director, and it's an audition that perhaps lasts 10 minutes. And the director thinks, this is the greatest actor I've ever worked with. But the actor doesn't know that until they actually sit down to rehearse together.
0: And so there's a family that, that gets put, put together of a lot of people who have never met. And, mm-hmm. and the director is, is the dad who leaves at the end of it. And you're the one who, 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 uh, who has to keep going.
1: Right, exactly. And the problem is that you put together all these people, and you have no idea how they're going to turn out. You may find that uh, they um, all hate each other, or they all like each other, and you hope that you get a family that all loves each other and gets along really well. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. And uh, it, it's strange. It doesn't make it matter whether the show is good, bad, or indifferent. It, mm-hmm. the, the family that's put together is the family that's put together. It doesn't, the show doesn't really change it. Uh-huh. If you have a great show, it doesn't mean you have a great family. Yes, no. as, 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 as with life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, talking
0: on, on some practicality and, and spe- specifics here, we have here a, 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 a stage manager's book for Arcadia, I believe. Correct. That was a, a show that, that you life. were a, a, the production stage manager of. Um, a lot of writing in here, a lot of typing over there. What, what, what is this, and where does it fit into what we've been talking about?
1: Okay, this is the book that I make during the rehearsal process. Uh, we're sitting in a rehearsal room. We have the actors. We rehearse the scenes many times. The director brings from them what he wants. He gives them a lot of information during this as to how he sees the play. Often the playwright, in this case Tom Stoppard, also gave us a lot of information. What I do on this side of the page is I write down everything that I think is important to be handed on to understudies or to remind actors about after the show has run for a long time. Do you remember that Trevor told you to say so-and-so with such-and-such an attitude? Well, now you're making it into a joke, and it never was. These are the improvements. Mm. This is the Bible that tells you what it's supposed to be. All right. It
0: so, it's, so This is, in this instance, there's a lot of, of direction here. Yes.
1: It's right. also where they move, how they enter, how they exit, where they enter, where they exit. It's also exceedingly useful, this book, in that when you teach the understudies, which is the job of the stage manager after the show has opened, then you have all this information in the book, uh, along with the words that the actors are going to say, Uh, And sometimes I do it on a number system. So there's a number here which refers to a number over there as to what, uh, in this case, Septimus would be doing during his speech, uh, who he talks to, or who he relates this to. Uh, This, on this side, in the way I do it, is mostly the physical attributes of walk across the stage, walk off the stage, exit, enter. And this tends to be more about emotions that they are supposed to be feeling or trying to give to the audience at this point.
0: Now, h- how much of this is Alan Hall's special way of doing this? And how much of this is p- what pretty much what any production stage manager would do.
1: It's pretty much the same. Uh, Some people have different ways of doing it in that they would color-code it. There are some stage managers, and uh, it it actually, uh, it's very useful in musicals, actually, to color-code a particular character. Say, Septimus is one color, another actor is another color. And that way, you can easily track down the page uh, who is doing what. The problem is, it takes much longer. Right. Uh, you have right. to put the pen down and pick the pen up. Right. Uh, I tend just to ramble it all on. Um, now, are there any... W-
0: we talked about during the rehearsal period where you had breakdowns of scenes and stuff like that. Are there any of those uh, charts um, in the book? or Because well, there are tabs, I see, and this colors is over here.
1: Yeah, this is um, the scenes I break down what they uh, where each scene changes so that when the director says during rehearsal okay we're going to rehearse scene three or scene four we can find it instantly what i also put in is in at the end sorry at the beginning of each scene or the end of the previous scene uh, what each of the actors this was a play in which the actors moved props on and off the stage during the scene changes and continued in character while they were doing it Uh, It was also a play that was in two centuries and flipped backwards and forwards at various times, and this is uh, just a page that tells you what the actors actually do Uh, later on. Or were
0: supposed to have done.
1: Oh, well, if they didn't take their props off, they would find their prop wasn't there the following day. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's that sort of thing. Later on, there are scene changes where the uh, stagehands are involved, and it would list what they actually do as well at that point. This is so that anybody coming in who isn't as familiar with the show I mean, most of this is carried in your head. hmm But sometimes you leave a show. Sometimes you're off sick, and other people take over for you, and it's for them to refer to to be able to see it. But it's also the blocking, I find. I have to keep that written down, because eventually somebody... Changes it. Uh, yeah, or they just don't know. It's not that they do it maliciously. I'm not meaning that. Mm-hmm. But it, you think this is going to work better for the audience. And that's what the actors are always trying to do. They're trying to make the show better for the audience, as are the stage managers. My uh, my only concern is to make the best show on stage every night that I possibly can, in conjunction with all the other people backstage. Yeah,
0: it's it's very interesting that that, that the production stage manager is is such a surrogate for the product, for the performances, um, mm. and and I think that it's you know it, it's it's key as you say that 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 the blocking is very particular. Um, and I'm sure that, that when you watch, how many times a week do you watch a show uh, when it's running?
1: Well, now, on Broadway, a show normally does eight shows a week. Uh, two of those days, uh, two days, you do two shows. Right. I never watch the show twice in one day. Uh, I also find that if you watch it on a continuous basis, you, get, you stop seeing things, you right. don't see it as clearly. So I try to leave an empty show in between. And what I found is that as we get into this computer age, we do more and more paperwork. And therefore, I have to spend more and more time backstage doing lists of vacations, uh, sick days for people. Um, There is a lot of paperwork that you have to do. At the end of each performance, all stage managers make up a report of what happened that evening. What actors turned up late, what actors were out sick, what actors got injured, if anybody was hurt during the performance. Uh, Technical notes like props got destroyed and have to be replaced. Uh, whether or not you need uh, a, a work call to change all the gels in the lights, uh, whether you need a rehearsal call because of an understudy going on, a major understudy for the first time. So you have to have a rehearsal call with the whole sh- uh, all the crew coming in and all the orchestra, perhaps, all of which costs money. Right. Therefore, this has to be related to the general manager. The stage manager's report that is filed at the end of each day to the general manager's office is the most valuable communication tool back and forth, because they work in an office. They work from 10 in the morning till about 6 at night. We tend to work in the theater rehearsing in the afternoon from 1 to about 6, and then we're at the show in the evening. And the overlap, you never see each other, but you communicate with the report. And if they don't want to spend the money for a rehearsal, they'll tell you, you can have a rehearsal, but you can only use a limited number of stage hands. Or a limited number of musicians, or you can't have any of these above. Right. You must do it without. Or and
0: then you get to discuss and or argue and plead right. if necessary. Yes. Yeah. And you are responsible for doing the understudy rehearsals. The casting Correct. people and the director, I assume, hire the understudies, but you you're the one who has to figure out how to put these people into the various roles. Yes. And, and how many understudy um, re- rehearsals a week when a well, play is running? It,
1: They're really because of the way the week is structured. Most shows uh, perform Tuesday night, and the union rules say you can't rehearse on Tuesday afternoon because Monday was the day off, and you can't rehearse the day after the day off. Wednesday is a two-show day, so you can't rehearse. So you can rehearse Thursday and Friday. And then two shows on Saturday, and one wouldn't think of rehearsing on a Sunday when you have a matinee in the afternoon. If you called a rehearsal for Sunday night, which you could legally... Um, You wouldn't make friends. You wouldn't make many friends. And you probably wouldn't have people (laughs) turn up for the rehearsal. So really, you rehearse Thursday and Friday afternoons. But what I usually do is, in the beginning, a show has just opened, I will cram rehearsals to make sure that the understudies know what they're doing. So you'll rehearse both Thursday and Friday. But once the show's been running... uh, a few weeks, and your understudies basically know what they're doing, and now are sort of developing the roles, you'll cut down on rehearsals and only rehearse one afternoon, either the Thursday or the Friday. And I try to accommodate the people that I'm rehearsing with. Um, If Somebody has a commercial shoot or something, and it's on a Friday. We'll move rehearsal to Thursday. You you try to accommodate people's other lives.
0: It also sounds like you have a myriad of rule books in your head as to who has to do, who has this allocated time this day, who doesn't have this day, what you can do in the theater, what you can't do.
1: The funny thing is, on Broadway, is everybody is unionized. The stagehands have one set of rules. The musicians, another set of rules. The hairdressers, another set of rules. The wardrobe department, another set of rules. We all have different... The actors are actors' equity. They have their own set of rules. We are actors' equity. The stage managers belong to the union, actors' union. And we have our own rules, which are slightly different to the actors, but are basically the same.
0: But everyone looks to you to coordinate all those rules in the theater, correct?
1: Because they all have different... Like, they all have... Different times for breaking for lunch. I mean, different rules about when you can, how long you can work before you break for lunch or for dinner. So you try to coordinate it all. The actors must have an hour and a half for a dinner break, whereas all the other unions only need an hour.
0: Now, so th- it's this is a loaded question, but how much of all that do you think is what is is why the Broadway shows are so expensive? Is it the unionized? Yeah.
1: It partially is, I, I do believe that people in the theater are being paid a living wage these days that 's good I, I think it 's a very good however, there are uh, it being the pinnacle in our minds of where theater is, Broadway, I think you should be paid quite well to do it because if you 're an actor you 've probably put years in and a stage manager you 'll have put years in working in the lesser paid contracts where you can work hours after hours and earn $200 a week. What is, uh, what,
0: what is the current Broadway minimum for an actor?
1: The current Broadway minimum, uh, there's been a new contract just negotiated last June, and it's going <laughs> to uh, be ratified, we hope. It's being ratified by the union at the moment, and it will go into effect very soon. Uh, it will bring minimum up to an actor for about 1200 a week, for which they... Uh, rehearse, we can call them for rehearsal for uh, eight hours a week, and they do their eight performances.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the computer age. I I told you earlier that I hadn't been in a theatre during technical weeks um, for many years, and the last time I was in there was a plethora of computers all over the orchestra level of seats, and I asked the production stage manager to explain to me what what each one of them did. Um, How much of stage management these days has to do with computer technology?
1: Computers have made our lives, I think, a lot easier. It's so easy to generate forms, to generate uh, cue sheets in a computer. It's so easy to pick things up and move them, to change things. Uh, When a new show is being put together, the running order will change frequently. So you change the running order in your computer, it's so much easier than having to type out a whole new running order or, you know, erase this bit with white out and put it in here.
0: Let me stop you there. I'll, I want to come back to that. But we have here a script that has, I think, some, some of the old-fashioned style cue sheets in here, do we know? Oh, that? yes, yes. I believe this is Sweeney Todd. Now, this is, this is a – let me hold it up here. This, is a
1: this was the beginning of Sweeney Todd, how it was started. This was the original show which was peculiar in its way in that it had eight follow spots, which nowadays, well, that means eight operators, you see. So nowadays you wouldn't do that because it increases your costs astronomically. Uh, You've got to pay eight people to run these lights, whereas uh, most I think there is on Broadway, I think Jekyll and Hyde has four follow spots on it, which is four operators, which is a lot of people. And people cost money, yeah. and, that, you know, I mean, that's it. But this actually... But
0: it, it says there are eight, so these are the eight follow spots, and, and right. um, this looks like Greek to me, but what, what is...
1: It's just telling what each of the follow spots does, uh, what colors they have in, wh- who they pick up, how long they follow them, whether they leave that person and cross to another person, and you'll basically find that, uh, like, the two front lights, which are these two, seven and eight, Uh, either follow uh, Angela Lansbury or Lane Carreau, who were uh, uh, Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd. So these two basically, following Todd, Mrs. L, uh, the beggar woman, uh, this is just explaining what they do, and this is Act One, the ballad of Sweeney Todd. They hear the cues, which are the lighting cues, called by the stage manager, so they know where they are relatively in the show. This is mainly for when they're learning the show, to know where they are, because once they've seen the show a few times, good Follow Spot people learn their show. They know what, the, what musical number follows what musical number. But this is just tracking through what everybody – and, for instance, here, uh, probably whoever he was on exited, so they slide over, over onto to another character rather than going out, coming on going out.
0: But this is, your, this is a production stage manager's map. The, the operator wouldn't necessarily have this. He'd have his own version of, of He'd that. He'd have his whatever. own
1: column, yes. That's and correct. the reason I keep, kept that was that with eight follow spots, eventually one of the follow spots will drift off or forget that he's supposed to pick up somebody. Now you refer back to the chart so that you can come and say, oh, you used to pick up the beggar woman, why aren't you picking them up anymore? That's another Mm -hmm. one of our responsibilities is maintaining the lighting, the way the lighting designer left it on opening night, the set, the way the set designer. The other one that's really hard to maintain are the costumes.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Somebody always wants to put a little extra onto their costume, you know, and a new pair of earrings. Mm -hmm. They'll wear a watch on stage and you're doing a period piece. I mean.
0: But also, I would, I would imagine that legitimately they do wear out, or shoes wear out, or things do wear out, and, and you're the one who coordinates, I assume, with, between the general manager to pay for it and the designers to figure out where it's going to get made.
1: Well, actually, once your show is open, the wardrobe department replace things on a regular basis when they wear out. Uh, but it, it's also astonishing to me how fast shoes wear out in the theater. And it's I guess because they're worn consistently for three hours every night and walked on. And then gradually, uh, you have to replace shoes very, very fast in the theatre, we find. M- more in a musical than in a straight play? Yes, most definitely. Dancing wears out shoes very rapidly. They're also quite light, Our dancing shoes, so mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you don't want people dancing in clogs, unless you're doing a river dance, of course. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs>
0: Um, Alan, I'm I'm a big believer in the school of uh, experience as school, Um, but if somebody is interested in being a stage manager, are there specific programs at universities?
1: Yes. Um, A lot of universities across the country now have drama departments, and if they have a drama department, it's more than likely that they have a course that teaches stage management as they would have designers or any of the other crafts within the union, uh, within the theater. Stage managers uh, get enrolled in these courses, and during it, they will work on productions within the university frame with their uh, professors and their tutors, and they will learn to put together a prompt book, a book will like, l- this. like this with the blocking, or a book like this that has all the cues for the show in, a lighting cues, scenery cues, and prop cues. Uh, they'll also learn how to make uh, a contact sheet, which is essentially a list of the actors, where they live, what their phone numbers are, and all the stage hands, all the musicians connected. Uh, how to put together a rehearsal schedule thing again here. A rehearsal schedule, days of the week. What is happening? Rehearsal. And usually, you would have the time of day that you rehearse. Usually, in Broadway, it's 10 to 6 during the days. Of course, then there are people who can't read (laughs) lists like this. So, for them, you make a schedule Ah. on a calendar. And they can pin it on their wall beside their calendar, and they work 10 to 6.30 these days. Uh, There's a day off on this day and then work these days. But
0: also, if, if I can stop here for, for a second, a stage manager is not somebody who should have an opinion that, I don't care, this is the way we're going to do it. You have to be res- receptive to the person who has to use this to say, wait a minute. So your, your ego has to be left at home, and you have to say, wait a minute, if you want it this way, and I, I know I'll get you at 10 o'clock on the 23rd because it's this.
1: Exactly. And if they can understand the document they have, they're more than likely to turn up on time.
0: Makes sense.
1: And... Um, This is not just something you create. This is done in conjunction with the availability of the actors, because some people have conflicts. They're off doing a movie, or they have a concert that they signed up for weeks before you even hired them for your production.
0: But there would also be a a production schedule that would match this. This is the actors in rehearsal, but there would be a load-in here, and the sets are built here. Wouldn't there be one of those that you'd have to learn about? Yes.
1: This is a master schedule that was done for Arcadia at Lincoln Center. It has, this is all the performances that were going to happen during the period it played, and this was the rehearsal schedule uh... including days off which changed during the course of the rehearsal but this was put together in conjunction with the general manager who really decides what the performance schedule is you have no choice about that
0: and do you learn th- is that something that you would learn at school or is that something that only yes. experience would teach you that the general manager says sorry well, the days off have changed uh,
1: there'd be somebody in that position deciding at university who does the performance schedule whether he's called the general manager or not depends on the university i would think um, you put together all these forms which you would learn in, uh, in your stage management course, making up a cast list, a sign-in sheet, which is a cast list with each performance. The actor comes in, he signs in that he's here in the theatre. When they disappear off into the dressing rooms, they're hard to find sometimes. So at the stage door, you have the I sign-in think, yeah. sheet, they sign in. You learn how to make that. All the forms are a sickness form, how to apply for vacations. I make up a form on my shows, which I call the emergency form, and I ask them if they have any allergies to let me know, so that if they have an accident and collapse, I can pull this form out and send it to the hospital with them. Uh, the next of kin. Um, but is that something
0: that, that that you've learned from your experience, or that, is that I've
1: learned from my experience? But I'm sure it's taught in universities. A lot of things that I was never I never went to university to right. study stage management. So. Uh, I've learned over a period of time, probably I learned that from an assistant who'd learned it at a university. See, I, I you say s- you steal all these things from people and then claim they're your own. That's I, I have to say, I mean,
0: I do have gray hair, but I believe that um, you do learn that way. And I, and I think that you know, that nobody is, nobody is entitled to anything as a stage manager.
1: Well, the funny thing is, once you've done this at university, you come out of there with these grand ideas and probably a prompt copy And probably a whole series of forms that you made for the productions that you worked on. For which you've gotten. Then then go to an off Broadway, a regional theater in any of the cities across the United States that has a regional theater. There are workshops, there are small developmental theaters. California, uh, 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 Los Angeles, has hundreds of little theaters. Go and become an apprentice stage manager there, an assistant stage manager there. Learn your craft. What you have in the book is a beginning. You then have to have the experience of dealing with people, which is what a stage manager has to do, deal with
0: people. So that if you locate a, a theater that you would like to work in, your advice is to go and basically sell yourself.
1: Basically, go and knock the door down right? and stand there until they hire you. Right. And if they don't hire you the first time, keep going back. The theater has a lot of rejection in it, as we all know. And
0: stage managers are rejected as well. Just
1: as many times as actors.
0: And if you're in Minneapolis and you go to the door of the Guthrie and the Guthrie has nothing for you and they have not won over to to your charms, your recommendation is to go find the barn in which they're doing something? Or
1: Yes. The best thing is somebody sees your work because how do you audition for a stage manager? You say, go Q1. Well, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> good voice, uh, good, yes, good, good voice, diction. Good
1: attitude. <laughs> uh, but perhaps if they see you in uh, uh, action, then they would more likely to hire you than just on hearing you say, go Q1. And I think by doing it, people see you. You get to know people. You work with directors. And let's face it, the director who's working in an off-off-off-off-Broadway theater today may be directing on Broadway tomorrow and say, I like that person I worked with off-off-Broadway who was fresh out of college, but now...
0: Right. So, so good know. advice not to think that you're demeaning yourself by working off-off-Broadway because you may be with that person...
1: Yep. And... I'm I I have done shows off-Broadway. I've done shows in stock. After I'd been a Broadway stage manager for many years, I tended to go where there was something that interested me, and I was very lucky. I I became well enough known that I could go and do what I wanted. But the main thing you've got to do is get hired. A lot of people say to me, how do you get a job as a stage manager? You get hired as a stage manager. That's how you get a job. Well, you can't you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you aren't going to get hired.
0: Now, oh, now, obviously, as each theater gets bigger, the theater in which you are working, uh, and ultimately Broadway being the, uh, the, 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 the height mecca. of it, at each step, it is more complicated. There are more people. There are more divisions. Now, mm. when we get to, to, to Broadway, you had said earlier that every... Division has its own rules. The stagehands have rules. The stage manager to get from each one of these groups a rule book that is up-to-date and published and to study it and learn them all, or can you rely on the head of this division or that division to tell you what the rules are?
1: Well, yeah, you can rely on them to tell you what the rules are, but you better have learned them or at least have a working knowledge of them because if somebody comes up to you and says, well, I'm entitled to a five-hour lunch break, you should probably know that they're not really entitled to a five-hour lunch break on pay, that they're only entitled to one hour of lunch break. But you must know the rules in order to deal with the unions, and Broadway is the most unionized place there is. Now, in regards to a stage manager, you don't have to be an equity stage manager. There are non-union theaters in this country which employ non-union actors and non-union stage managers, and they work together, and some of them create wonderful theater. The main thing is to do the job, and gradually you'll work your way up to the ultimate Broadway, and as you say, it gets more and more unionized the higher up you get, until you get to Broadway where everybody has different rules and regulations.
0: And it would seem t- to me that you are a distinguished gentleman, and I imagine that backstage you respect everybody and get everybody's respect as well, and I would imagine that would be sort of key yes. to being a good production stage manager, yes? yes?
1: yes. If you, if you belittle people, I think they won't respond to you. But if, if you praise people justifiably, I would never advocate lying to them. One of the things I've always said about theatre, and it just reminded me there, is I don't believe you can lie in the theatre because I think it only... I, I don't think you can lie in life, but, I mean, my life is theatre. <laughs> and it, it's a very honest business, and if somebody's performance is bad, you should be honest and say it's not your best performance. You can be tactful, right? But you should never lie and say, "Darling, you were wonderful." <laughs>
0: a wonderful phrase that's heard <laughs> a lot in the, in the theater. Wh- what kind of advice would you give to people who want to be a Broadway stage manager? Is is is, is that a unique and particular world, or or?
1: It is sort of. I mean, you start it. it you climb through the ranks in a way, and Broadway, I guess, is the pinnacle although i 'm not quite sure that it 's the pinnacle of our theater yeah. but it is that 's another it's conversation it 's a pinnacle <laughs> of money, should we say uh, as far as the stage managers are concerned, yes, it is the highest paid arena, but uh, some of the best theater these days, I think is being done in the Lord theaters, which are the regional theaters, which is wonderful because it means that and a person in St. Louis who wants to be a stage manager has a theater that's doing wonderful theater. Or in Minneapolis, you have the Guthrie. It's a wonderful theater. You apprentice there, perhaps. You gradually will grow to be a stage manager if you really want to be a stage manager. An mm-hmm. awful lot of people who apprentice to be a stage manager finish up mm-hmm. never becoming a stage manager because once you find out, it really is very hard work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, this is not the life I want to lead. Because in a way, you're always looking after other people. You're always, and some people want to be the person who's right. looked after.
0: The, 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 the ego who you know you were talking about it yeah. earlier. Are there any jobs in the theater that you would recommend somebody not to take if they want to be a stage manager? Or is it pretty much mm-hmm. open?
1: I'll tell you, I think a good, rounded stage manager has done everything in the theater. A stage manager should act at one time in his career, possibly not dance or sing. I think that's (laughs) going a little far, although it's possible. Um, Should have a hand in directing, perhaps apprentice to a director, perhaps be a director's assistant. Should use deal with scenery, because then you know what the other person is doing.
0: So, if yeah. yes, if you're in charge of a department that does one thing, it would be good to know what those instinctively what that is all yes.
1: about. I, I was very lucky in that because I started building scenery before I became a stage manager, and then I worked in a number of venues. Uh, in England, I was a resident stage manager, which is essentially being a house carpenter. But all, um, it was a touring theater, and we took, had 44 shows a year would come through doing one week each. So I saw 44 stage wow. managers a year come through my theater, and I watched every single one of them deal with their shows. And I learned from them all, because I just I absorbed what I saw them doing. And that way, I grew to be a stage manager. But I think the best thing I ever did was I was hired for six weeks when Cambridge Circus went, was sent back to England. I was hired to replace one of the boys, and was in the show for six weeks and realized how hard it is for actors to go on stage every night and expose themselves to an audience who can reject them or accept them, love them, hate them. I find that very difficult. I find it much better to be the support team that holds the actors up for their performance.
0: Do you think all production stage managers are as charitable about actors as what you just said?
1: No, we're all different. <laughs> but, <laughs> is I, but that a charitable comment? <laughs> no, but
0: I, it was a loaded question. But I think that you know, the, the, the understanding of what the other person is going through is obviously key here, especially as someone who is in the coordination mm-hmm. center that, that, that the production stage manager is.
1: I think to a greater or lesser degree, all stage managers understand that it's not us the audience come to see, it's the actors. And it it used to be, you know, there's a whole different attitude in the theatre now from the stagehands and the musicians. They're much more respectful of the actors than they were when I first started stage managing in America. And it's because we realise, yes, the audience may be enjoying listening to the audience, uh, uh, listening to the musicians, the orchestra, but it's really the actors that they're watching. And while the scenery may be wonderful, it's really the actors who carry a show. Mm -hmm. And without them we'd all be out of work, yeah. fairly enough. <laughs> it's a very, very good attitude. Nobody's going to come and watch me move <laughs> scenery around the stage. That's for well, sure. But I have watched
0: you at the Tony Awards. I wanted to ask you this. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you have been the, the, the production stage manager of the, of the live telecast of the Tony Awards for a number of years. And since 1980. Since 1980, that's a number of years. And mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, m- my, uh, my guess is that it's sort of like go- doing all the pre-production, going through the rehearsal period, and then never having to run the show because it's That's over as soon as it's done. But is, right, it, is, yeah. it, is, it, is it sort of a...?
1: Yes, what I basically do is I, once it's been decided, and I have a little bit of a hand in it as to which musical number they're going to do from each of the musicals and revivals, I'm responsible for bringing that number of cast members. Uh, how, I do all the budgeting for the general managers of how much it'll cost to bring it to the theatre, put all these people in costume, bring all their dresses, and if they need scenery from their theatre, load it out of their theatre, bring it to the Tony Awards telecast, send it back to their theatre for their performances. And I organise that. And it's like being in production for a month, Uh, but it's really what I enjoy doing. As a production stage manager, and that's the difference between a production stage manager and a stage manager is I love being in production. Mm -hmm. I love putting on shows. I love organizing, getting the people together and blending them into a family first. It's very easy to make forms, as we said. In the computer age, you know, cast sign-in sheets... It's a list of the names in alphabetical order or in starring order, if you want to do it that way. It depends, again, on the egos of the actors, how you would do that. I mean, there are certain actors who are stars who don't want to see their name three-quarters of the way down a list of people. (laughs) They want their name to be up at the top. So you can accommodate them. It's not a big deal. Right. But it may be to them. And if it makes them happy, why not?
0: But also, you're the one who better figure that out early so it doesn't become a crisis. Yes.
1: Or if it does become a crisis, you're going to have to solve it.
0: So it's easier not to get
1: the crisis in the first place.
0: Before half hour, you're going to have to solve it.
1: But, uh, you know, when you start putting a show together, you make the cast list, you make the contact sheet, you make the rehearsal schedule. You put it in a form that's easily readable. Uh, It's like a rehearsal schedule, uh, which leads into the performance schedule. You can type it all out in a nice list, week by week by week, of what hours they're going to work. There are some people who really don't want to deal with that. They want a calendar. So right. you make them a calendar with the hours that they're going to rehearse, the days off, uh, when there's going to be a press event, when there's going to be producers come to watch a run-through, that sort of thing. All goes on the rehearsal schedule, and you'd make a calendar for those people. Other people want it as a list. They don't like a calendar. Some people want both.
0: Uh, so you have to be flexible to provide the information in whatever form the people receiving it want.
1: In the it's not only what they want, it's what they'll respond to and know. Yeah. If somebody has a list that they're not going to respond to, they're not going to turn up on the right time. But if they have a nice calendar, which is what they want, which says be here at 10 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the morning, they'll respond to that and they'll, ca- they'll not be late. It,
0: it's all... It sounds like experience, the more experience you can get, the better, <laughs> the better a stage manager you can be.
1: Well. I I used to work for David Merrick for many, many years And in a derogatory way, but a lot of what a stage manager does is child psychology. Mm-hmm. And it's not only with the actors, it's with the stagehands. They have an ego, and most of them actually want to do a really good job at what they do. The musicians, I mean, they have a terrible reputation in the theater. Because they live in a pit. Well, that's, there is know, that. Just <laughs> the terminology already, uh, they're losing out. But the stage manager has to deal with them and deal with their egos.
0: Yeah. It's also that we, we do live in an era where, where I think the theater-goer thinks that there's more, uh, there's more money spent on stage than in the orchestra pit.
1: Can I tell you a swe- Sweeney Todd story? Please. We had, and it's a famous occasion, there was a five-ton bridge that rumbled up and down stage from one side of the warehouse to the other. Uh, Many actors crossed it. We were going into a latter part of the second half of Sweeney Todd when we heard this dreadful noise of chains running over sprockets. It's a clickety-clickety-clickety noise. And the bridge, which was in motion, coming down, kept coming down. The entire chorus was upstage, ready to make an entrance. Uh, Angela Lansbury and Lane Carrioux were traveling downstage under the bridge, and as... Len heard the noise. He took Angela and made her move all the way downstage as the bridge landed on stage, which it wasn't supposed to do. Yes. The music kept playing. The chorus made their entrance and all ran into the bridge, so they started to climb over it. They were very, very good, these people. Keep going. Keep going. The music playing. Yes. Then one I walk out on stage and stop the action, and one of the chorus girls passes me and says, let's pick it up and move it. Yeah. And I said, well, it weighs about 3,000 pounds. And then I thought, well, if we get 100 people together, that's only 30 pounds (laughs) each. So we explained to the audience what had happened. We picked this thing up and drug it upstage behind the wall at the back of the set and put the back wall in. Angela Lansbury and Lane Cariou remade their entrance singing a song, Nothing's Going to Harm You, Not While I'm (laughs) Here. The audience stood and gave them a 30-second
0: Good for uh, good for everybody in that story, that sounds good. As long good. as you
1: tell the audience, this isn't supposed to happen,
0: right. we'll and you, stop. And you saw it. Now,
1: however, if it's a minor mistake, the audience doesn't know. They weren't there last night, so they don't know this is a minor mistake. So don't let them know, just keep going.
0: That, that, that's great. You've got to
1: adjust to which level of mistake this is. That's another one of my <laughs> yeah. jobs.
0: Very, very good. <laughs> um, do you, uh, is a stage manager a stepping stone to any other job in the theatre?
1: Some people think of it as being a move to being a producer, being a general manager, being a director. I've always thought that a stage manager was the ultimate position in the theatre, and that's all I've ever strived to. I just wanted to be a stage manager. i have bec- been a production stage manager now for about 40 years. Wow. I started in England and came here with a show, which you know. Beyond the Fringe, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that show for two and a half years in this country. I did the national tour and the bus and truck tour, courtesy of Alexander H. Cohen. I traveled all over the United States with now that show. How how did you get into
0: this country as a British stage manager? Was, was time with, with different the then, or, or are you allowed to come in?
1: No, Actors' Equity, even now, uh, where... I think Actors' Equity now is much easier about aliens coming in than it used to be. But we used to be able uh, we still can, bring in unit companies, Mm -hmm. which are everybody. And the four actors wanted to come here, uh, and they wanted me to come with them because... They used to change the show as they went along, and so I would change the light cues as they went along, and send different props out and do things. And they'd go out and do scenes that I'd never seen before, but for some strange reason I could always tell how they were going to finish, whether they would have a punchline or whether I just had to fade the lights out to get them off stage, you know, get the hook and pull them (laughs) off. But oh. they were very good. They always let me pull the hook off stage.
0: Oh, okay. Well, certainly we, we in, in this country are, are, are blessed by your having stayed here <laughs> and not going <laughs> here. But w- one final question, if you had advice to give to people who were in, perhaps interested in stage management and they were toying with the idea, is there any specific advice y- you would give to those kind of people?
1: Try to do it. Try go into the theatre. Try to be an assistant stage manager. Uh, you're not going to start as a stage manager. You'll always start as an assistant and work your way up, and if you like it, you'll find it is the most satisfying job in the world. It it has a great... At the end of the day, or at the end of a production, I always feel this great sense of satisfaction that I've created something. It's not a great painting. It's perhaps... And the theatre is very fleeting, because it's done tonight and never done again. But if you've done it well, and you stand backstage as a stage manager, you're part of the applause that the actors get because I'm if sure. you've done your job well you're part the of show it as well
0: i think that's the perfect place to end thank you very much alan thank you it was a pleasure thank you the american theater wing's guide to careers in the theater is a project of the american theater wing and the new york public library's billy rose theater collection theater on film and tape archive